0: Okay, or the appropriate approach to start off in your own business charging what you have yet been willing to pay. Number one, you hadn't put any skin in the game. Number two, you don't understand the conversations that happen at the level of $7,500 monthly investment versus a $500 monthly investment. You haven't gone through the process. You haven't proven that framework. And the first place to prove the framework, especially as a coach, is in your own habits and behavior. Welcome to another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie, where I give you a fly-on-the-wall perspective about all things entrepreneurs and the entrepreneurs who are doing the entrepreneuring. Sometimes you get me by myself, and sometimes you get me with a guest. Today is one of those days where it's just you and I. It's going to be you and I, and I'm going to go deep into a lesson that I have planned. But before I jump into that, Reese, I wanted to... Um say to you real quick. I am thinking about um with with the girls. I'm always thinking about opportunities that uh I can create or or uh, suggest to them that they can make more money. And I was thinking about you earlier today, you being the engineer behind most of the podcasts that come through this studio. And then as we're going into the building that Dave and I just purchased, I'm thinking about what can Reese do to make more money that's all yours. And I want you to figure out like a product that you can carry, that you can create that podcasters need to have like. When people come into the studio and they're recording, what are they always asking for? What's what are they always forgetting? It's usually equipment. Like, it's, um, they don't have a switcher, or they need to borrow our auto audio equipment. Um, and even with traveling, if I created like maybe like th- some type of suitcase that mm-hmm. you can sit on top of a table that mm. has the audio. The switcher, the TV, and then all you're doing is plugging in the mics and the cameras. Ooh, I just had an idea. What if it's not a studio? What if it's not a suitcase studio that sat on top of a table? What if the whole suitcase itself had a built-in tripod, and you release the legs to that tripod, and you're able to lift it to whatever height? So therefore, you can be outdoors, you can be on a track, you can be anywhere, and the whole case itself is a stand. OK, wait, maybe we need to talk offline because somebody is somebody is going to take some action. Somebody on this, somebody watching is like, oh, it's a it's a done deal. Let me wrap that up. But I think I think we're on to something. The only thing with that is when I am thinking about additional income streams for the girls. And when I say the girls, you guys, I'm talking about the young ladies who work with me when I'm thinking about additional income streams. Immediately, I want to see something that's revenue generating quickly. Right. Um, something like what we're talking about with the suitcase requires build out. It requires sketches. It requires patenting. It it requires a process that yes, you can get started on it. And in a year or two, whenever it's ready, you can begin to market it. But I want you to really think about what is it that these creatives come in here Uh, They're forgetting they need. And maybe you're not the only one who has it. Maybe you're not creating something, but you make it really, really easy for them to access it. So you're putting a couple extra dollars in your pocket every single session. Right. Um, And I can't think of what those things are, you know, necessarily right now. But even you got You got to figure it out. What are some other things that you can add on top of what the studio charges where you're finding that people need these things and that can be an additional source of revenue for you? Good deal. Gotcha. All right. Um, can you present me an idea this time next week? Yep. Perfect. All right. Let me get into it, Uh, you guys. I am a business coach. As you can tell, it doesn't matter where I am, who I am talking to, or what's going on in the room. I always find an opportunity to coach people to their next level. I am always thinking um, entrepreneurship. I'm always thinking about expansion, growth, development. I am always assessing people for what I recognize their gifts and skill sets to be. And it's just really difficult for me to not share it. Right. It's, it's really difficult. And when I see an opportunity that is simple um, and untapped inside of someone, I like to bring it out of them. I want to bring the ideas out. I don't think that everybody needs to be an entrepreneur necessarily, but I do believe that everybody needs to figure out creative ways to generate Additional streams of income outside of their job and sometimes even outside of their business. And that's just that. And you don't have to necessarily be super entrepreneurial savvy to figure out a way to produce extra revenue. OK, so <clears throat> because we went here today, um, I was thinking about two conversations that I wanted to have with you today, both lesson based um, <clears throat> and practical Information that you can take away uh, and, and, and deploy some action into right away. But because of the way this episode started, I want to lean into six lessons I learned in my coaching business. Okay, hold on. six lessons I learned in my coaching business. And this is really important because the coaching industry is at an all time high. Uh, There are so many of you who are gifted, qualified and have the ability to teach people how to get from one place that they currently are to that next place that they actually want to be in. But if we're being totally honest, um, the the coaching industry has taken a hit. Coaching industry has taken a hit over the last uh, several months because people have tapped into the industry and you guys are not doing it right. You are trying to teach people more than you're qualified to teach. You are trying to help people get results that you've not even uh, gotten for yourself. And quite honestly, you are also just not prepared as a coach. And because I know that you have something inside of you that you can actually offer to the world, because I know that you can help somebody get some kind of transformation, big or small, I want to share with you six lessons that I learned um, as an entrepreneur. So, or as in my coaching business. So, number one, uh, work with who you like. Work with who you like when you decide to be a coach, whether you are coaching in a group format or in a one on one space, um, you will find it very difficult to work with people that you don't like. And yes, I have to say this because sometimes what happens is you're so excited about getting a client that will actually pay your retainer or actually pay your fee that you didn't do enough due diligence on the front end to. Uh, determine if you guys are in alignment in personality and energy and spirit and when you're coaching someone especially those of you who are in the one-on-one space you literally and essentially are uh, merging with them you are going to be talking to them for a long period of time, you are going to be spending a lot of your time researching them and their offer. And you want to like the people that you work with. Uh, And then when you're doing so, you're more excited to help them get the result that they actually want to get. There's nothing worse. And I've done this before. I've been in a position where uh, I had to bring on a client who I understood uh, their business model very well. I knew that I could help them get a result, but I didn't really like them. It was something about their energy that just didn't sit right with me. Right. Uh, But I took them on as a client anyway, because they were really talented and gifted and they had all the supporting evidence to show that this was the lane that they needed to be in. But we just didn't vibe. And I would every single week when it was time to have their session dread Coming to this session I'm talking about dreaded They're super low energy I'm super high energy They're super monotone My voice has variation They don't get excited about anything I get excited about so much Like you would wonder like Do you like your life? I didn't like it Number one Work with who you like Number two A second lesson I learned In my coaching business The more you charge The more they work The more you charge The more they work (laughs) This one is really important. So what I have learned, um, I first demonstrated with myself. I learned this lesson by making a large investment into coaching all on my own. Hey, hey, are you a service-based entrepreneur that helps your clients or customers get some type of result? but you're struggling to post and communicate your message on social media, you don't know how to type a caption that connects and gets people's attention and converts them from just someone who's following you on social to becoming your customer or your client, great news is, Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you or your client makes a large investment, uh, they respect the investment at a higher level. Um, when you are charging a very low rate... And a rate that is affordable for your ideal audience, I'm not talking about compared to the world. I'm talking about think about who you serve and that rate being affordable for them. There's no like skin in the game. There's no incentive to say, oh, I better make this work or I better make this work. When your prices are in alignment with the top of someone's budget or exceeding their budget just a little bit. Then they tend to say, oh, if I put this money into it, then I need to get the result. They tend to show up on time. They tend to complete the homework assignments and come back with deliverables. Now, obviously, there's nothing that's 100% foolproof. But what I'm saying is if you make it too easy, it's really hard for them to get the result because they don't respect it. They don't put the same effort into easy and inexpensive as they do into difficult and top of budget. The third lesson that I learned in my coaching business is that strategies and frameworks can become outdated. You have to consistently improve. You have to consistently remain a student of your industry. Think about it. When Instagram first came out and all the coaches started talking about building business on social on on Instagram specifically, And they were giving you these ideas of the picture and the caption and the three second video and leveraging the hashtags. Those frameworks were critical to some entrepreneur, to some person at that time. Right. Ten years ago, however many years ago. But that framework didn't include reels. That framework didn't include carousel posts. That, uh, sa- that framework at that time didn't include trending audios. That framework didn't include monetizing via the platform. So if that person is still selling that particular framework that way, they are likely not making a lot of money. Or they are presenting a very disappointing and deflating offer to their audience. So... Strategies and frameworks can become outdated. Make sure that you are very connected to your industry. Make sure you are keeping up with trends. Make sure you're attending conferences and having conversations with people who are entering into your industry so you can stay aware of things that are changing. And as things are changing, yes, you want to update your strategies and your framework. Okay. Uh, the fourth thing that I learned in my coaching business is the importance of investing in coaching for myself. It is so important to invest in coaching for yourself, especially if you're a coach. Now, here's the thing. I am an advocate of you investing in coaching for yourself, regardless of what your job industry is or career path is, regardless of your relationship status. Now, coaching is going to be beneficial to you in so many areas of your life. And you can have multiple coaches teaching you multiple things. I personally follow the framework of only working with one coach in a particular lane. So if I have a business coach, I typically only have one business coach unless I am working on very targeted areas. So I might have two business coaches if one of them focuses only on marketing and then the other one focuses only on uh SOPs, standard operating procedures, that's two totally different lanes that I can be coached in simultaneously. I hope that makes sense. But it's the art of, it's the energy of when you make an investment in yourself, you exude a certain energy that, encourages other people to make an investment in you as well. It's really difficult to, in, to convince people to spend money investing in, in themselves by way of your coaching if you're not getting coached yourself. In fact, it just doesn't make sense. It's a complete conflict of interest, so to speak. If you don't believe in prioritizing coaching for yourself, why would someone want to prioritize you as their coach. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever, right? So you want to make sure you're investing in coaching for yourself, but not only that, you want to invest at least one time in coaching where the investment required is in alignment with the investment that you charge, right? Let me give you an example. So if you are someone and you are currently being coached and um, maybe you're paying a coach $500 a month to help you achieve a certain result, but you have a package that costs $7,500 a month to work with you. Well, if you've never invested $7,500 a month yourself, I personally don't believe that it's okay or the appropriate approach to start off in your own business charging what you have yet been willing to pay number one you hadn't put any skin in the game number two you don't understand the conversations that happen at the level of $7,500 monthly investment versus a $500 monthly investment you haven't gone through the process you haven't proven that framework and the first place to prove the framework especially as a coach is in your own habits and behavior fair so, I want you to reevaluate your pricing, take a close look at it, and say, hmm, am I willing to invest at the same level that I expect others to invest in my offers? And if the answer is no, I want you to either reevaluate what you're offering and how much you're offering it for. Or go out and intentionally seek an investment so you can create that experience and know what it should look, feel, and sound like in your own life, okay? Number five, the fifth lesson I learned in my coaching business, set expectations and boundaries immediately. But not only do you set them, you stick to them. You stick to them, you stick to them, you stick to them. In fact, if you are taking notes right now, I want you to write it out. I set boundaries and I stick to them. This is one of the biggest lessons that I learned as a coach, specifically because when you're bringing clients on, especially high level clients, um, especially in a one on one or very small, intimate group sized setting, when you're doing that, you want to over-deliver, you want to over you want to exceed their expectations, you want to exceed the goals that they set on accomplishing with you. And in doing so, in your mind, in your mind, and I know it's in your mind because it's been in my mind, in your mind, you believe that the only way you can do that is to give everybody or give these clients direct access. Oh, you can reach me on my cell phone. Oh, you can text me. Oh, you can Slack me. Oh, you can do this. Oh yeah, I respond on the weekends. I'm responding to emails at two, three o'clock in the morning and you create these expectations through the boundaries that you do or you don't set, right? The truth of the matter is your clients will actually respect you more if they understand that you have boundaries. I have learned that the clients who stay on my client roster for the longest period of time are the clients that I actually have boundaries with. I cannot respond to calls all day. I cannot respond to your text messages all day. I will not be in your Slack channel reading every single message every single day. I cannot, I will not, I do not. These are words and phrases that you need to get very, very comfortable with. On the flip side, I can, I will, and I am are also phrases that you need to get very, very comfortable with. I want you to look at your coaching offer right now, and I want you to look at all of the things that come with it. The Slack groups, the Telegram channels, the this, the audits, the weekly calls, the monthly calls, the daily calls, the check-ins, the access. And I want you to now draw a line through everything that is not critical to your client accomplishing the goal. It is not necessary for somebody to have 24/7 access to you on your phone, okay? It is not necessary for somebody to have 24/7 access to you on your phone. Instead, if they took if 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 you had a client and they're able to call you any time of day and reach you or get a response, there's a different level of respect from the same client who looks at the clock and thinks to oh, it's after hours, let me try her or him tomorrow. Oh, if I send this message, I know that her response time is a 24 hour turnaround period. Oh, if I do this, then that happens. But if they understand that they can get you right where they want you and they can break through all boundaries because you never set them, then they're going to lose respect for you and you're going to become more of a friend than a coach. And they will not renew their contracts with you. I have learned that the people who respect my boundaries remain again on my client roster for a much longer period of time. Um, and I said that these were going to be six lessons, but I want to add a seventh. And the seventh le- the seventh lesson, um, well, this is the sixth. Uh, the sixth lesson that I've learned is be very cautious about becoming friends with your clients. It sucks. I really do. Hey, hey, CEO Donnie Wiggins here, and I am so excited to announce my new mentorship group is dropping. You may have already heard about it, but I wanted I wanted you to hear it from the horse's mouth directly from me. My new mentorship group, Actionable CEO, for entrepreneurs who are interested in professional growth, personal growth, and financial growth. You want to learn from me. Y'all have been asking for this for the last three years, and I have finally brought Actionable CEO back to serve you. Every single week, direct mentorship from me. You will also hear from other people who are in my community that I believe will be greatly impactful to you. You're going to get behind the scenes. We're going to be spending some time together live. This is not pre-recorded. This is live mentorship. So if you are an entrepreneur and you want to be connected, feel connected, you want to elevate your brand, you want to elevate your life, you want to elevate your level of success, Actionable CEO is for you. CEO.com. See you there. It really does. Because if you are attracting clients that are similar to you in personality, similar to you in vision, similar to you in purpose, then it makes total sense for you to want to be friends with these clients. And what happens eventually is. The client and you become more invested in the friendship than they do in the coaching relationship. And what ends up happening is you've got boundary breakers now. You've got people who are inviting you to social outings rather than reporting to you their business happenings or whatever areas you're you're coaching them in. You've got people who are more concerned with calling you as their friend than as their coach. And all of this yields a poor result for your client. When clients start to revere you as a friend versus respecting you as a coach, they treat you a certain way. They they treat the information that you give them a certain way. Now they're second-guessing the feedback that you're giving because you've let your guard down. You've allowed people to see the friend side of you versus the coach side of you, and they're starting to pick up your flaws and your weaknesses, and you're having conversations that you shouldn't be having. So now when you are trying to help them and be serious about a result— it becomes more difficult to get that result when your clients become your friend. And again, obviously, there are exceptions to everything. They really are. I get it. But the lesson that I've learned is the least amount of clients you can become friends with, the better results you will get your clients and the better scalability potential you have for your business. That's just one you do with that information, what you want to do with that information, but it's a very important lesson that I've learned. Do I have clients that have become friends? Absolutely. Um, Specifically, I have a client, I have a married couple client that's also become friends uh, with me, but they've been my client for three years. Even in friendship, I have to, Exercise boundaries and deploy boundaries so that the main thing stays the main thing. Okay. And that's me helping them to get the result that they are looking to create for themselves. And number seven, the two best marketing strategies. Okay. So this is one uh, that I get often. Well, Donnie, I am a coach. How do I market my business? What do I say to people? How do I get more people interested in my business? The seventh lesson that I have learned in my coaching business is that the two best marketing strategies are one to consistently demonstrate your value and two to get your clients results. I don't want to, I don't want you to miss that. The two best marketing strategies are number one to consistently demonstrate your value. What does that mean? Consistently demonstrate your value well, that means that you are producing content, and you are allowing other people to see that you know what you know, what you know, based on the content that you produce. It means that you are uh, getting exposure. That means that you are on stage of speaking. Maybe you've written a book. Maybe you've written an ebook. Maybe you have an an e-letter or an e-newsletter, maybe you go live on YouTube, maybe you have a podcast, some some setting in which you are consistently able to demonstrate your value. And you can start that piece for free right on social media. How many times can you go live, do a 30-minute, 45-minute, 60-minute video, where you are demonstrating your value about your particular niche industry and market. And you then save that video, download that video, put it into a platform, an AI tool uh, like Opus.ai and allow Opus to chop up some clips for you. And now you've taken that uh one hour, 45 minute or 30 minute live stream video that you did, you're repurposing it into shorter form content that you can now put on YouTube, you can now put on Instagram, and depending on your industry, you can even upload some of this stuff to your LinkedIn. You can put this content everywhere. You are consistently demonstrating your value. You have a presence on all platforms that says, this is what I do, this is what I know, let me show you how. Let me talk you through it. Let me help you get this result. And people now are seeing this and they're being conditioned to associate you, your name, your brand with whatever it whatever problem it is that you solve. You have to consistently demonstrate your value. And let me say this about that. Putting up posts on Instagram isn't necessarily A consistent demonstration of your value, like putting up those one liners, those memes, those quotes. It's not consistently demonstrating your value. The best way to consistently demonstrate your value as a coach is to allow your voice to be heard. I know you don't like social media, but you also don't like your business not not growing. So you got to choose which one you don't like more. Y'all know, I, I, I hate to I hate to say that to you, but. For those of you who are scared of video content on social media, be more scared of not making any money in your business. Okay, your voice is going to be the best way to consistently demonstrate your value. You want people who will be learning from you. They'll likely be learning from you um, audibly, meaning they're hearing your voice. Well, before I connect you to that, I need to hear your voice and you got to show me what you got. So we can't keep walking around being afraid of social media. We can't keep walking around being intimidated by video content. You know what's intimidating? You know what's intimidating? When the utility company is calling your phone back-to-back asking you where the money is or they're going to cut your lights out and you don't have the money to pay them, that's intimidating. Every time you see that 800 number pop up across your cell phone screen, that's intimidation. Intimidation is when you are not able to do something that you really want to be doing because you would rather be controlled by your fear of pressing play on your cell phone in a room by yourself and uploading video content. That's actually intimidation and that's not what we're looking for in this season, right? Right. We're trying to build our business, okay? So consistently demonstrate your value. And the second part is to get your client results. The best marketing system, the second best marketing system for you as a coach is to consistently get your client's results. I don't care if you have one client or 10 clients. I don't care if you've had the same client for years. Um, Two of my clients out of the four clients, the four one-on-one business coaching clients that I have, Two of them I have worked with at this point for three years. Okay. So I get in the comments all the time. Reese, somebody will be like, she talk about them same clients all the time. All the time. She talking about them same clients. Do you know how much of a compliment it is? Do you know how, how, important it is to talk about the same clients over and over and over again. Do you know what that says about me as their coach and about my client as, as the as the business owner, it means we're getting results. It means that we're getting results in a way that they won't stop working with me. It means that we're getting results over and over and over again. And we always have something to consistently share about the result that we get. You want to hire a coach. You want to have a coach who have long-term clients. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not OK to have a business model in which you work with clients in short sense. It's just not necessarily my business model. People come into my system of the coaching environment and we become married. We become committed and connected. I become an integral part of their business and And an essential expense for them because of the results that I happen to consistently help them get over and over and over again. You want to make a lot of money as a coach. Go for clients that you're working with with for a long period of time. And it's predicated on the fact that you get them results. You get them results. Right. You're getting your clients results now. When you are getting your clients' results, well, Donnie, how does that translate into a marketing strategy? Well, because those clients then start advocating for you. Those clients then start creating posts about you. You can then go to those clients and ask for testimonials. Your clients will do anything you want them to do if you're helping them to get results. They want to nurture that relationship just as much as you're nurturing your relationship with them. Then you take those testimonials and you share them with people. You put them in your emails. You put them in your newsletters. You even refer to them in your book you put them all over social media you take those same clients who are demonstrating results and you go live with them you create additional video content with them outside of your client coaching relationship you leverage the results that you are getting for other people to attract new people to you guys there is a science to coaching there is a science to winning in the coaching industry. There is a reason why you have some coaches like myself that have been around for more than 10 years and you have coaches who couldn't survive the last two years because people are so committed to figuring out a quick way to make money. I got to get new people, new people, new people, new people, new people. Whereas my strategy is to build a community of individuals that I can create impactful offers for and they buy them. They need them over and over and over and over again. Successful coaches are in it for the long game, not the short game. Successful coaches are in it for the long term, not the short term. And you got to decide which, which, which side of the playing field you want to be on. I learned very early in my career that I did not want to have to consistently chase down new customers over and over and over again. I just didn't want to do that. And thank God I built with that strategy because fast forward to today, fast forward to three years ago at this point, I've not ever been able to run ads. The moment I thought that I was going to be prepared in my business model to run ads, Facebook won't allow me for whatever reason to run ads. My account is, flag- uh, is flagged all the time and I haven't been able to do it. Well, thank God I actually built a business model that allows me to be in it for the long term with my clients. Thank God I built a business model based around community so I always have something to offer and there will always be some uh, people who need it. There will always be people who need it. I guess... I <laughs> I I start doing these, I start having these conversations. I start going on these tangents. I started this episode and saying six lessons. And Reese, I really meant that. Like I really wanted to teach only six lessons, right? Because I understand that people, they absorb information in small segments, but I got to add an eighth lesson on here. I have to, this episode is eight lessons now. Eight lessons I learned in my coaching business, okay? The eighth lesson, and this is likely the most important lesson, is build a community. Build a community. Say this with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Build a community. It will essentially be the most critical step that you can add to your business building process, but specifically for you guys who are coaches and you are looking to make it and make it big as a coach, build a community and I'll tell you why. When you are building a community, You are creating an environment for people who think or want what you have, who want to think what you think about, who want to have conversations that you are interested in having. People who are opting into your community are basically saying, hey, here I am. I'm interested. I'm ready. I'm prepared. And as soon as you have something available, I want it. I am interested. I am ready. I am prepared. Right now. It's so beautiful because you don't have to go out into the whole world looking for customers and clients. They exist already right in your community. They exist already right in your community and these are people who are opting into you. These are people who are opting into you basically saying what you're talking about I'm interested in and I need to be here to get more and more and more and more free from you. Your community is where you want to do your market research. Your community is where you want to test out new products, offers and ideas. Your community is who you're creating things for. Your community will tell you what they need from you next your community will check you when you need to be checked your community will essentially be the heartbeat the pulse of your business and the more active the more engaged the larger your community becomes the bigger the heartbeat the more blood going through the blood going through is the revenue that's being generated the impact that's being created build a community in your business if you are not interested in community meaning people who are gathering in one place people who are a part of the same idea philosophies talking about the same thing looking for a similar result if you're not interested the coaching space may not be for you it may not be for you or it may not be for you at scale okay so that's something to consider eight lessons I learned in my coaching business. I'm going to recap them real quick. Work with who you like. Number one. Number two. The more you charge, the more they work. Number three. Strategies and frameworks can become outdated. Consistently improve. Number four. Invest in coaching for yourself. Number five. Set boundaries immediately and stick to them. Number six. Uh, number six was don't be fr- don't befriend all of your clients. Number seven, the two best marketing strategies are consistently demonstrating your value and consistently get your clients results. And number eight, build a community. Speaking of community, I have a mentorship community of my own. I love how that just kind of worked itself in there. Am I mentoring you yet? Are you working with me on a weekly basis with hundreds of other entrepreneurs who get to ask questions, who get to see behind the scenes of how I'm building my business? I let you guys in on my team meetings. Like You get to see what it's like to actually build a seven-figure, multiple seven-figure brand. We talk about lessons that are designed to help you improve in your personal development, your professional development, your financial development, It's an actionable community, meaning uh, every single week you are encouraged in a way to take action that's actually going to move the needle in your business. And that's important. You need to move the needle in your business. It's not that you don't have a great idea. It's not that you don't even really know what to do all the time. You just don't know the right things to do in the order in which to do them to to literally experience a shift in your business, to move the needle along in your business. And that's what I've created inside of my mentorship. Community Actionable CEO. You guys, I'm so excited. Uh, We brought this back just a couple of months ago. Everybody's loving that community. And it was really important for me to create an environment where people who won't ever have the opportunity to work with me on a one-on-one level can still learn from me, can still be developed by me, um, can still have my influence in their lives and in their business. Like you do get to ask me questions and get my feedback about what you have going on in your life and what you have going on in your business. And it was really important for me to open this community up just a a very reasonable introductory rate, um, which is $97 a month. I believe that that was a great price that many people who want it can afford it, but also just enough of an investment for you to show up, for you to be present, and for you to participate and take the action that I recommend that you take. And it's working. We've got a couple hundred entrepreneurs in actionable CEO already. They are loving the environment. Uh, They get together. We've got sub communities inside of those communities to really assist entrepreneurs in their journey as well. So take a look at it. Check it out. www.actionableceo.com. You'll also see the link uh, wherever you're watching this video. I will see you next week. My name is Donnie Wiggins business coach, host of Full Transparency podcast, and the co-host of the Social Proof podcast. I look forward to working with you soon, but the most important thing that you go and do right now is take action and build a business that allows you to be your fully transparent and authentic self. I'll see you next week.